Hey y'all, you're listening to Damsels in Detroit, the podcast all about women from the city that are killing it in their industries. I'm your host, Evan Webb. Each week, I invite a damsel to come on and talk with me about their life, careers, and why Detroit girls do it better. Hey y'all, we're back with another episode of Damsels in Detroit. This is episode 42, so we're almost at 50, so that's exciting. Um, And today, we're continuing on this like I guess, health and wellness little journey that we're on for this month. And we're talking about massage therapy. So today I'm sitting with Paige Courier, who is a licensed massage therapist. So I'm going to read her bio and then we will get into our questions. Paige Courier is a Detroit-based licensed massage therapist focused on chronic pain, mobility, and the restorative power of healthy touch. Through her practices, Paige works with her clients to address imbalances and to attain a more relaxed and centered self. In 2020, Paige made the switch from practicing massage therapy in a spa to offering at-home services. She believes that receiving a massage in the comfort of your own home reduces stress levels so that you can benefit most deeply from the state of relaxation that massage therapy promotes. Paige prides herself on the level of attention devoted to each unique session and makes sure that her client's comfort level is her highest priority. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. You look so relaxed already. I gotta. <laughs> if you're not comfortable, what are you doing? Yes, yeah, just so y'all can visualize, she's sitting Indian style with her shoes off and <laughs> professional. <laughs> she's very cozy on this couch. So, first podcast. First podcast. Are you ready? I I believe I'm ready. Okay. With well, you as my guide, I feel ready. Okay, that means a lot to me. Thank you. <laughs> you're so welcome. Okay, so question number one, obviously, is why did you choose massage therapy as a career? um, I chose massage therapy as a career. um, My mom became a massage therapist when I was about 16 years old. Mm -hmm. And um, like any true 16-year-old, of course, I was like, Mom, what are you doing? And (laughs) like so critical. And then, you know, I received massage and then also watched the way that her work was able to improve people's relationship with their bodies and also their pain because pain is huge. Yeah. It's like, it sits on all of our shoulders. Mm-hmm. Like, I know we all know about it now. Yeah. Um, And so I saw the way that she helped people. I've always, like, I'm a people person. Mm-hmm. I love people. Um, And so I was like, well, I didn't know if I would have the capacity to care for people in that way or okay. make them feel comfortable. And then I had a son. Um, I have a child. He's five now. Mm-hmm. And that made me realize, like, okay, I can definitely nurture people. Like, I can, like, show love for people in this way. Mm-hmm. And then I went to school, and here we are. Yes. Talking all about massage therapy. That's cool that your mom did it, though. Oh, yeah. And she's amazing because she's the person who um, I work a little bit differently than some massage therapists mm-hmm. do. Like, I love relaxation, and it's very important to me, but I also like to be able to make, like, an improvement in range of motion or mm-hmm. like that's most important to me. Cause like massage is expensive yeah, and not everyone goes about things in that more active route of like having my clients work with me doing like active release techniques. Mm-hmm. And my mom works in that way, which is what gave me that first exposure. Okay. And so that like to see it work, like to see people improve every week is something I'm really passionate about. Okay. So can you explain what an active release technique is? Totally. Okay. Um, so essentially like, with posture or like habitual stance, you'll see people like, you know how you see old people and they're like bent over? That is literally my biggest fear. Oh I said that God. on like one of the older episodes, but like I get so sad when I see you. I like, know. Because I can't help it, but I'm like, you are like literally Busted. parallel, <laughs> like <laughs> the ground. And that freaks me out. 
I know. know. You just got to like say, I like use it or lose it, move it or lose it. Mm -hmm. I know it's so stereotypical, but honestly, yeah, you have to like, if you're spending a lot of your time sitting down, you need to be like actively extending your spine or doing something to counterbalance that. Cause otherwise, yeah. Why would like your body wants to do you favors. It wants to make Mm -hmm. your life easier. So it's like, I see it's like Netflix. It's like, I see that you really enjoy like looking down with your neck and slouching forward. Would you like for me to just have you stay in that position all of the time? Like, I love you. Let me do this for you. And it's like, God, no, please. Your neck is screaming. Mm -hmm. Um, But an active release technique is um, so like you go to a muscle that's habitually tightened or like that carries a lot of tension Mm -hmm. and then you place pressure in the belly of that muscle. So like in the middle or you can go um, because that's where a lot of the proprioceptors in the muscle are. And those are what relay like muscle length and like the stretch reflex to the brain. Mm -hmm. So that's like who's telling you where you are in space. And so you're communicating directly with that part of the muscle essentially. So like you place pressure on the belly of the muscle and then you ask for like a slight contraction, Mm -hmm. like literally 5% of your strength. I'm not asking you to be the Hulk or anything. Okay. And then the extra load of me placing pressure on the muscle while it's also working Mm -hmm. sends a message like, oh my goodness, I'm really exerting myself here. I'm working really hard. If I don't give, I'm going to get hurt, like muscle injury. Mm -hmm. And so that facilitates like a better reaction of relaxation. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. Okay, cool. That's so technical. So it's like you ask for what you want. Yeah. Right. And you can do it with any muscle as long as you know where it lives and what it does. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm obsessed with it. Because like you can make up new things all of the time or like new techniques to better access it because you can really target the specific restriction that you're trying to make a change with. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. Um, Can you explain what your process was like to become a massage therapist? Like, obviously, there's a lot of school involved, but like just how much and then how much training did you have to go through? Totally. Um, Massage therapy education. I went to Irene's my own. Sorry. It's okay. (laughs) I just punched the microphone. Um, uh, Massage therapy education is 766 hours, I believe. It's like 760 if you go to Irene's um, Myomassology in Southfield, that's where I went. Mm-hmm. There used to be a lot of other places you could go. There's kind of really only Irene's left right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a great education. I would recommend it highly. Um, and what that looks like is you go to school um, like about three times a week. Mm-hmm. And you have a hands-on class. That's your longest class. You have like the same peer group in that class. You're mm-hmm. on like the same schedule, which is nice because you get to grow with other people. Right. Um, and that's where they show you hands-on techniques, like you go over anatomy, you learn everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also applied, which is where you learn like muscle energy techniques or an active mm-hmm. release or th- all of that. And then you do physiology, um, pathology. So like understanding like certain medications, mm-hmm. you like interact with massage in a way. Or like okay. if you're on high blood pressure medication, I can't use as deep of tish- um, pressure because like tissue damage, bruising, okay. you don't want, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um the other one what other class um and then there's electives also mm-hmm. and so that's where you get to choose like you get to really customize your education experience okay. you can do more like energy-based things if you want mm-hmm. you can do more orthopedic and assessment which is um sort of the route that i went there's like aromatherapy mm-hmm. there's reiki there's like literally you can do whatever you want okay as long as it totals up to about 760 hours okay you also work in a student clinic for a little while but that's obviously once you're halfway through the program Mm -hmm. so that you're not like, I've touched four people. Hello, strangers. Right. (laughs) I was going to ask about Reiki. I don't know that much about it, but I know it's very like energy based. Yeah. Do you touch people when you do Reiki or is it like your hand is like hovering? 
It's like over there. Yes and no. It depends okay. on your personal practice. I was like, I'm doing a, a um, like I personally have never been trained in Reiki. Okay. I've received a session. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like the sending of universal energy. So it's not like energy from me to you. The mm-hmm. person who's the practitioner is like a conduit. Okay. So they like draw universal energy and like send it to promote healing or to address like blockages in the body. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't expand on it much more than that. It feels like people are laying hands on you. Okay. Um, some people refer like say that Reiki translates to like the laying of hands. Mm-hmm. And it really does feel that way. It feels like someone's like very present and with you, if that okay. makes sense, without touching you. Okay. And it can be really emotional. Like it's pulling some like deep. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay. It's crazy is not the right word, but you know. Well, yeah. Crazy in a good way. Yeah. I don't know if I would want to be crying like during. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was my experience. I had someone, cause I was like, what is energy? Like, I think I can feel it, but mm-hmm. like, can you show me? So my massage instructor gave me an energy work session and like, that's exactly what she did. She like put her hands over my diaphragm and I know how woo woo this sounds. <laughs> and she was like, this is where you keep it. This is where you hurt. And maybe I'm easily led. But which maybe, but <laughs> I seriously just started sobbing oh like because it just felt like I had been like seen in a type of way, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. But like then I feel like you have woo-woo. to be like best friends with that person because clearly, you know, a little bit too much about me and I didn't even right. tell you anything. <laughs> right. so we are locked in for life. It's like that projection that you don't know that you're doing. And then yeah. you're like, oh, no, you see that. <laughs> That's. Mm-mm. Yeah, right? It's it's too much knowing. <laughs> you have to trust them for sure. I just came for a massage and that's it. Right? <laughs> Don't come peeping into my stuff. <laughs> um, okay, so massage therapy taps into various parts of the body, kind of as you got into already. Um, but I feel like it taps into those parts that we definitely take advantage of. So like you were saying, like your neck, for instance, if you're constantly watching TV or for me, like always on my phone or laptop yeah. for work. Um, and then you don't realize it until, I don't want to say it's too late, but like the pain isn't instant. It's yeah. months later. Like Cumulative I, for sure. Yeah. Like I have been working from home for months before I really was like, oh, I've been working from home for months. Like <laughs> I can feel it now. You're like, oh, I remember the chair saga of needing, like you've, I remember it because with shipping and COVID, it probably took forever mm-hmm. to actually come to you once you realized how desperately you yeah. needed it. Yeah, I didn't get a, ch- a desk chair until about a month ago, maybe. I know, but it's so cute. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, I've been at home since March, so I was like on the couch, on the Hurting. floor, <laughs> just laying down, like weird positions. And then finally I was like, I'm going to treat myself. I'm, I'm gonna thoroughly <laughs> convinced there's no good position. <laughs> like, I don't I don't Like there's think so. no way. There's yeah. nowhere where it's comfortable. I was even trying to explain. My client was like, okay, so I know when I sit up, I slouch. Mm-hmm. So I've been laying down and watching TV. And I'm like, well, you gotta be careful. You gotta like make sure you switch both sides of the couch because otherwise your neck's rotated. Yeah. And then I was like, Well, you could put a pillow under your low back for extension. And I was like, eh, you don't wanna I don't recommend that either. Like there's okay. no good way. Now I have two questions. Okay, sure. so my first one was how do you decide what to focus on? with your clients like say if somebody is kind of just like it's my first time getting a massage like I don't really know what I want you to do I just want you to help me yeah so how do you decide what to focus on my like the main question that I always ask is whether people are more focused on relief Mm -hmm. or on relaxation okay or if they're somewhere in the middle because like you know you like I have my own objectives and I have things that I'd like to do, of course, but like, it's not my hour mm-hmm. or 90 minutes at the end of the day. Like I want to make sure that they're happy. So if someone says that they 
want relaxation or if, you know, you can tell when people are stressed, like shoulders yeah. up, um, no, like their eyebrows, <laughs> right? You're like, oh no, let me, um, like you can see it or sense it or like even from their tone of voice. Mm-hmm. So if someone, and a lot of us are, I mean, we're all stressed right now, yeah. <laughs> but, um, so like if relaxation is the focus then that totally changes my course, cause I'm not going to do those active release techniques cause they probably don't want me to be bossing them around. Right. Um, if it's more relief, um, centered, that's a little trickier, um, but it's also my favorite. Okay. And that's just because um, with relief, where pain manifests is usually the opposite like end of somebody who's upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a horrible way to describe it. But like, okay, so if your neck hurts, you often feel it in the back of your neck, right? Like mm-hmm. right where your skull meets the base of your spine. Right. Um, but that is because the front of your neck is tight or limiting your movement in the back because it's so tight from like looking down. Okay. It's shortened. So like the pain refers to the back. So you have to touch where people are experiencing pain because otherwise it doesn't feel like I listen to you, does it? Mm -hmm. Um, But you also want to work in the antagonistic muscle group so that you can relax that area so that there's lasting relief because that's what I want. I don't want it to be, oh, I got a massage and I felt good for like six hours mm-hmm. and then like didn't really notice anything. Right. And that's where like the active release techniques come in. Okay. And then my other question was, I guess for the people that sit on the couch a lot and watch TV or are sitting working, how often do you suggest like, should you get up and stretch like every 20 minutes or how long can you stay in one position before you should probably like get up and start moving around? Mm, that's hard. Cause I think that the recommendation is generally every 30 to 60. Okay. But I also know, well, I, if you're at home, like, please like set a reminder on your phone, even like walk to go get water, mm-hmm. um, anything like that. Or like there's, there's a great wealth of YouTube videos of like stretches for people who do work at their desk mm-hmm. or like, God, if you only do one thing, just look up because okay. looking up is really uncomfortable for a lot of us. And mm-hmm. we don't know because we don't like to do it. So we right. don't look up and feel that tension. But if there's anything you could do, even just just do that. OK. Um, but yeah, like every hour is ideal, but even just every several, if possible, mm-hmm. just like move around a little. OK, I need to I still need to do better with that because I've gone days where I'm like, oh, I didn't like get up at all. Sometimes it feels really good to just be still. And, like, you can honor that also. Mm -hmm. But then sometimes it feels bad. Right? You're like, oh. (laughs) Like, when 5.30 comes and you're like, did you drink any water today? Like, what is going on? I'm so familiar with that. Yeah. Too familiar. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not. I'm like, why why do I do this to myself? Where is the self-love? I don't know. I'm doing. I'm working on it. You're doing it. Look at you. It's Wellness Month. Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay, so comfort level is very important to you, which I definitely appreciate because I think when I first came to you, I think I had only gotten one massage before ever. So you were like my second experience. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. But like right off the bat, you were like asking me all these questions, like maybe fill out this form. And I was like, I like her. Like she's trying to make sure that I have like the best experience possible. So can you talk about why comfort level is such a high priority for you and then what kind of practices you're taking to make sure that when people like are on your table that they feel okay. Yeah. Um, comfort level is so important to me because it's such a spectrum. Like some people, um, especially in their own home, some people are like, I'll get naked right in front of you, Paige. And like, 
please don't. I love that you're comfortable <laughs> and I love your body. However, my own boundaries also exist. Yes. Um, don't flash me in your living room. I love you. Please don't. <laughs> um, and then some people like, like everyone comes from a different history of touch and mm-hmm. our relationship with touch is so personal. Yeah. Um, and so people that have had trauma or people that have been violated in some way, like trust is very challenging mm-hmm. for them. And the fact that people like people are generally at least and I can sense that they're pretty comfortable with me and I'm so thankful for that. And mm-hmm. so I try to do whatever I can to not overstep that boundary because like trauma is real. We all have it. And like, we don't know each other's traumas at face right. value. And you don't like, I, you don't want to send people places where they don't want to be, especially if they're like seeking a massage because mm-hmm. some of those people, like those populations of people, i.e., all of us, like we all have physical stuff stored inside us and we all need that help. And massage is a really lovely way to work with that. And to like improve your relationship with healthy touch. Yeah, that's true. I um, I mean, I didn't think about it that way, but that is very accurate. Like everybody does have a different relationship when it comes to touch. Yeah. Like some people don't like it at all. Like exactly, others love it. Some people are super touchy feely and yeah. they don't care. But then other people are definitely more hesitant. So totally. Yeah, I guess when you have somebody that you can kind of tell is hesitant with touch, how do you kind of navigate that session? Um, I generally will, cause like you can see, like, I, I don't want to say I push my luck, but you can, like you started a baseline of pressure, right? Mm-hmm. And then depending on how someone reacts to you, so you can tell from like breath cues, um, and you can tell just like by tissue response. Cause you know how, like if a massage therapist goes over like, um, like a knot or a tender area, mm-hmm. how you'll have like a, like a little reflex. Yeah. Like you'll be like, like you'll twinge, like mm-hmm. a muscle twinge. So then you know that's not appropriate, at least there. Okay. And people have different sensitivities to pressure all over their bodies, um, which is fun, mm-hmm. fun to navigate, mm-hmm. fun to learn. Um, oh my goodness, did my brain leave? <laughs> um, and so that's what I tried to do. Also through like really, really, um, not intense, but very thoughtful draping, mm-hmm. like because like, are we working on large expanses of skin? Absolutely. Is the desire to feel exposed? No, it's very vulnerable. Massage is a one-way street. Like, you're receiving touch. You're not touching me back. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, you're in a state of undress, and I'm not. Right. And, like, that power differential to some people can be, like, a little anxiety-inducing, mm-hmm. um, especially if it's someone new. Right. Um. So just to make sure that I have people, like, so that they don't feel exposed. Like, so that would look like... um. Like you take the sheet and you tuck it underneath a limb mm-hmm. for when you're massaging it. So that way they can feel like the weight of their leg is keeping that drape in place to not expose like the buttocks or right. like the groin or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Or like, um, like I don't work on people's abdomens in my first session generally, unless they're asking for it because okay. like we all have intimate relationships with our bellies. Yeah. Like when, like has a stranger touched your belly? Yes or no? Probably no. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. In a I'm consented to- way. <laughs> No. Yeah. I don't think I would allow it. Exactly. That's, yeah, that's. Yeah. Yeah, no. There's I all would. your organs. That's like all your precious everything. Yeah. Yeah, like just don't eat it. Yeah. First of all, why you touch me? Exactly. <laughs> that's the first question. But no, I haven't. But that, yeah, I definitely felt, especially too, I feel like for women, we're always that, like. Thank you. Yeah. I said that to someone literally yesterday and they were like, why do you think for women? I was like. I'm like, have you met women? Like, right. that, like, have you met, like, have you seen how people talk to us about bodies and right. everything? Like, no belly is acceptable anymore. None. Yeah, even like. Except all of them are. Yes. Bupas them all. and all. Yes. Like Bupa appreciation. Um, 
No, when I worked retail, like, I would hear women in the fitting rooms, women that, like, literally just gave birth maybe, like, a month ago, like, oh, I can't get into these jeans because I'm fat and, blah. like, just saying crazy stuff. And I'm like, what is, like, why are we conditioned to think this way? It's really sucky. I know that's a whole nother conversation. It's but. unreal. <laughs> There's just no realistic representation. So like, we're yeah. like, our bodies are so flawed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh no, there's just no reality. Yeah. We just don't ever get to see a real body. Right. Oops. And it's crazy when you feel like you're on that island by yourself. Like, I'm the only person in the world that has stretch marks. Or I'm the only one that weighs this much. And it's like, you're definitely not. But no. the way things are set up to make you think that is horrible. Ugh. Society. Society. Like, why do I have feelings about what my belly button looks like? Why? Like, I should know more important things or spend my energy in other Mm -hmm. ways. But I don't. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So during the pandemic, you transitioned from operating in a spa to offering at-home services. So I know we talked a little bit about the benefits of it in your bio, but would you like to talk more about that? Like, why um, you feel like that works better for people? And what people can expect when you come into their home. Yes. um, I decided to do in-home partially because, like, the space I was working out of closed. And then also because with in-home massage, I feel that, um, like, my clients have a unique level of control over their own risk. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you, it's your space. So, like, like obviously you live there and hopefully you're comfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, like... If you're someone who hasn't let anyone else into their space, like if you've been gathering socially and distantly, like wherever you're at, like I can meet you where you are. Like I've massaged people outside Mm -hmm. and like, obviously I wouldn't really uh, advocate for that now. I mean, this week (laughs) is beautiful. Yeah. um, But not for much longer. I've massaged in garages, like wherever people are comfortable meeting me, like I'll do whatever I can to Mm -hmm. accommodate them. And then what that looks like is I usually arrive um, between like... 15 and five minutes early. So I have time to set up Mm -hmm. and then I always have my mask on. Um, like I set up, um, I sterilize everything at the end, like while I'm still in your home. So we're hanging out for a minute, but, um, (laughs) but that way, like everything is clean in between clients. I wash all of my sheets with laundry sanitizer, um, and like at, on the sterilized setting. So like every precaution that I can take, Mm -hmm. I do because like I understand that like touch in an intimate setting, like I can't, I can't be distant from you. Like I have to be right, right. near you. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I had six feet of wingspan, but I don't. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I just try and do everything I can to be as conscientious as possible. Like I don't try to set my things on your things. Right. <laughs> I wipe up everything when I'm done. You do. I like to, yeah, <laughs> I like to make it uh, thorough, but also like as respectful of people's space as possible. Like I don't wear my shoes. Right. <laughs> Clearly, um, yeah, I just try and like keep your space as you have it, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And then on the flip side, too, I guess if somebody is receiving a massage, do I leave my, I think I leave my mask on. When you're face up. When I'm face up. And then when you're face on, you can take it off Mm because one, like I'm not like breathing directly over your face. And then two, like, like if you can't breathe, you're not relaxing. Right. Like there's no way. And to have it pressed up against your face with the pressure of the face cradle mm-hmm. is just. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like, and some people keep theirs on um, like the whole time. And that's like, again, I just let them know that they do, like if they're more comfortable, if they can breathe better, they have mm-hmm. the opportunity to take it off when they're face down. Yeah. Um. Next one. Oh yeah. Cupping. Now we get to talk about the cool stuff. Well, cooler stuff. Um. So. 
My first time ever getting cupping was when I got a massage with you for the first time. And I didn't know that was part of your service. And so when you first put it on, I was like, what's going on? Like, why does that feel like suction? People are like, how do you do that with your hands? And then I was like, oh, (laughs) that's that thing that Michael Phelps does. So I was like, this is cool. But it felt really, really good. And I felt like it worked. So can you talk more about the technique and like... Did you learn that in school? Was that something you had to like do on the side um, to learn about? Because I don't know how common it is yeah. now. Um, and yeah, what are it's the benefits a of it? moment for sure, mm-hmm. as we can all praise. Uh, praise be to Michael Phelps. Yes. <laughs> for spreading <laughs> the gospel of cupping. Um, and cupping's really awesome. I had a little bit of exposure in school, um, mm-hmm. which in, okay, so there's different hands-on teachers. And the teacher that I had, he was really awesome. His name's Brian Piccolo. He is the master. Mm-hmm. Um, so 10 out of 10. If you go there or if you look into going there, I would recommend Brian Piccolo to anyone. Um, But so with he like was kind enough to like bring in cups and like give us a little demonstration so Mm -hmm. we could play with them just because like you're far less likely to buy a tool if you've never had the opportunity to use it. Right. You know, Um, and that was when I was informed because I thought before that you could only do static cupping, Mm -hmm. like where you just place them on the body and And leave them. Yeah. Okay. Um, And for some reason in my, uh, massage novice arrogance I was like there's no way that could do anything um but uh yes it really does mm-hmm. um but then there's also dynamic cupping which is where like you engage the suction and then you traction it mm-hmm. um and dynamic cupping is some of my favorite stuff because one it feels amazing it yeah. feels like someone's like unraveling you like mm-hmm. a sweater um and then it's also really lovely um to be used as a tool for assessment because I can move the cup in dis- different directions and see like which where the tension is mostly coming from okay like it'll be like you can go like northeast south west mm-hmm. and there will be more restriction in one direction than the other so that can help me treat better okay um and how it works is they work with like the circulatory system mm-hmm. also the lymphatic system which i can't exactly speak to as well um but then with muscle and soft tissue in the fascial system um fascia if you're unfamiliar it's like this webbing that encompasses the entire body okay not to get graphic but like you know when you have chicken breast or like um or like any like raw protein Mm -hmm. and there's um like the silver skin which is like the deep fascia yeah and then there's like you know like the membrane Mm -hmm. stuff like that's fascia Mm -hmm. okay um we didn't know about it for a long time because when they would do like cadaver studies they would be preserved and that would just like fascia is mostly water ground substance and like interstitial fluid so it's like very very moist okay um, when it's healthy mm-hmm. so like they wouldn't really see it when they would be doing dissections and stuff but it's really cool it's like amorphous like 3d webbing and it transmits um like tension or like biomechanical forces so like a restriction you can see it from like the impact of car accidents actually okay. with mre imaging which is a type of mri that i can't expand upon <laughs> Um, but anyways, fascia really responds, um, rather than compression, like muscles really like fascia responds to, um, sustained gentle holds. Like there's an entire modality of massage called, um, myofascial release. Mm -hmm. And like, that's where like the general protocol is like you engage tissue, you stretch it like, um, like a shearing technique. So like one hand forward, one hand back, Mm -hmm. and you hold it for five to seven minutes with like the pressure of a nickel. Oh, wow. Yeah. It sounds uh, it's really relaxing. It's really, really deeply relaxing. Mm-hmm. Just some people, that's not what they're looking for. Okay. 
So the cups are really nice because they provide that same gentle hold, mm-hmm. but they also leave my hands free to be doing other things, right? which is what I love. So it's like the distraction. So like, say if I'm working on something more intense, mm-hmm. you also have another sensation elsewhere that you're still sort of paying attention to. Okay. So it can help lessen the intensity of like, I mean, we all have that knot on our shoulder blade, right? Yeah. We all, we <laughs> know him, we hate him. Yes. <laughs> like we all have that thing that lives there. And so, and we know how tense, like tender that can be. And so the cups are a really nice distraction and then they can help like, um, like unwind and release that tissue. Mm-hmm. So when you're, cause you put it on and then you're like pulling and then you leave it. So it's yeah, where yeah. you leave it, where the tension is. Yes. Like okay. that's why it's, um, really nice for like the low back. Cause there's a lot of connective tissue in your low back, like mm-hmm. right by your sacrum. A lot of us also like have limited mobility in that area you know when people have um you know like like dads with like the little like like the little little (laughs) c-curve it's called lordosis but like you know when it looks like they have their butt out okay do you know what i'm talking about yeah i'm like like six-year-old men like that's like the perfect (laughs) example of lordosis to me like they're tooting their butts yes exactly (laughs) like they're like hello yeah (laughs) they're looking back at it a little bit but not aware um, and like that area can get really fibrotic. So the cup is helpful because it like that fascia is related to your abdominal fascia and you can sort of like lift it mm-hmm. and encourage it to let go. And then also when muscles are tight, they have less circulation, like blood doesn't flow through them as readily. Mm-hmm. And so like you can sort of like plump them up with the increased circulation from the cup. So okay. like you're working with the fascia and the muscle and then you can like massage it all out and get things moving, which mm-hmm. is really nice. And it's crazy too how you don't feel it after a second. Cause like you feel that initial, you yeah, you forget. You feel the initial like little, I don't know. That's the only way it's to real. describe it. <laughs> like you feel that. And then like 10 seconds later, you forget that it's there until you take it off. And I'm like, oh. And then it's warm and you can like feel that it's like, Mm -hmm. I feel like you can feel the change. Most people in my experience really love them. Yeah. I am grateful for. I like them. Every time I'm like, yeah. Well, after that first time. But the first time I was like, what is this? Yeah. The first time I was like, wait. (laughs) But after that, I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. Um, Is it normal for a massage to hurt? Like, does the pain mean this is working? Okay, so the pain does not necessarily mean this is working. I know a lot of people are of the archetype, no pain, no gain. Mm-hmm. Not 100% true. Because, okay. like, like uh, some places have pain. They have tenderness. They're sensitive. Mm-hmm. And to work in those areas, if it is, like, a like an acutely inflamed, irritated area, there's going to be pain if I touch it, mm-hmm. you know? And is my goal pain? No. I'm okay with discomfort. Discomfort I am cool with. Okay. Um, almost like in the yogic mindset of like, okay, can you breathe into it? Mm-hmm. Can you notice it? Can you be with it for a minute? I'm cool with that. Okay. But like when you're wincing or like you shouldn't be holding your breath through a massage. Right. And a lot of people think like you have to work like hard, like with a lot of force to work deeply, but really like you can only work as deeply as people let you in. Okay. So, like, if it's a really tender area, really inflamed, I'm not going to be able to just, like, beat you into submission. Like, Mm -hmm. we have to meet you where you're at. Right. I got a deep tissue massage, and 
It felt nice. Yeah. I mean, it was it's like a, that good hurt. It feels good. Yeah. So You're like, like, thank you. Please beat me up. But I was a little sore for like a couple days yeah. after. And I was like, oh, <laughs> was it me or was she going too hard? Was I don't know. <laughs> and that's also like, and that's where I've been. Cause like, I feel that way and I'm going to tell you all that, but also like self-disclosure, a lot more of my clients have been like more sore lately. Mm-hmm. Part of that is um, like not my relaxation clients, but like the people that I do like the active release techniques because that stuff like one is intense. And then two, um, like I'm making changes in your muscles relationships to each other. Like, right. so like I'm releasing one muscle, but also getting another one to work that maybe hasn't been working to its full capacity mm-hmm. lately. And so it's the same thing when you're like, ooh, like that, like I'm noticing that right. today. Um, but like, yeah, like if the, like you shouldn't be bruising. I know that the marks from the cups are broken capillaries, but they're not, it's not the same as like bruising. Like, yeah, I mean, bruises like hurt. Yeah. yeah. But like the cupping, I don't, I mean, until I like turn around, I'm yeah. like, oh, I didn't even know that was there. And then right. you touch it. I don't feel anything. 100%. So, yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are different. They different. <laughs> Um, do you recommend that everyone gets a massage at least once? Yeah. Unless okay. you like her, like, I mean, yeah, at least once. Okay. Like you got like, cause so often like I'll meet people in there, honestly, at any stage in their life, like sometimes they're 18, sometimes they're like 50 and almost always they're like, man, I don't know why I waited so long. Mm-hmm. Cause it's, you don't know what it's like. Cause again, touch in your body and your perception are so personal so like it can be a lot of different things to a lot of different people and then depending on who you receive massage from it's a totally different experience Mm -hmm. depending on like what you bring to the table and what they bring to the table yeah um so it's not for everyone like hilariously and tragically my dad does not like massage okay like he like my mom's a massage therapist and she went through school thinking that she was horrible because like he could never relax Oh no! and he like <laughs> has so much tension like he has a bad back uh-huh. like is like a veteran like all of this stuff but like he just so she like brought him into her instructor and she was like mm-hmm. what am I doing wrong like why can't I help and then she was like oh like some people just don't receive touch very well like, so it's just him. not their thing <laughs> yeah like it's just like not his language mm-hmm. you know like everything isn't for everyone but like yeah there's a certain human element that where we like we crave touch like mm-hmm. like no matter like happy sad exhausted exuberant like touches connection and that's like the human element you know mm-hmm. so I'm very grateful for the work that you do I love you but I love you too but I know that it can well I can only imagine that it's like texting on you physically having to massage people because it is work so how do you relax or like do you have a massage therapist? Like, what is your way to kind of calm down? Oh, yeah. Um, I try and be really active with my self-care. Okay. Just because, like, you can't, like, I know you can't serve from an empty cup. But, mm-hmm. like, honestly, like, if I'm in physical pain, my empathy for you and your pain is not yeah, where I not want it to be. Yeah, I'm like, oh, your shoulders hurt? That's cute. That's what? Mine do, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, what for me? No. <laughs> but, um, so, like, I try and do, like, yoga in the morning. I stretch my hands every time that I massage mm-hmm. um, just because I had a... I don't want to say an injury, but like I had a scare. Okay. Um, last December I thought I hurt my hand and then I realized like, oh, 
my hands are a part of my body. Mm -hmm. They have soft tissue. Like I stretch everywhere else. Why don't I stretch my hands? I use them constantly. Right. And so then, um, so I have like a very, I spend literally 10 to 20 minutes stretching my hands every day that I work. I also have a massage gun um, because I don't like, I don't want to massage myself and wear my hands out more. Like I can't massage one hand to relax it and then get the other one. Um, And then I really, really love, um, I love edible gummies. And then I also (laughs) like full disclosure, um, they're wonderful. Um, And I really love meditation too. Mm -hmm. Like, so just, yeah, like waking up in the morning, lighting a stick of incense and doing yoga before the sun comes up. I'm like, I know I'm going to have a good day. Mm-hmm. Okay, now that you mentioned edibles, when I got my last massage and I was like, I should drink some wine. You were like, be careful because that can have an effect on you. Well, not a bad effect, but you might feel like sleepier yeah. than normal or it might hit you faster. So after someone gets a massage, do you recommend not um, drinking or smoking afterwards <laughs> or before? I was like the only thing with I was like with with weed like I don't have as much of an answer like mm-hmm. I feel like massage and weed love each other this might get me into trouble some people are like it can limit within reason right because like if you've consumed cannabis in some way mm-hmm. or alcohol you one may not advocate for yourself in the way that you need to so like you may not be so inclined to say hey that's actually too much pressure okay so like damage can occur or you may not feel it like because like some of those edibles are real (laughs) they might get you and I don't want to crush you um they can and again like can they enhance your experience in some way absolutely Mm -hmm. it's something that I'm very curious about um with legality and all of that to mix it a little bit more challenging. Mm-hmm. I have some like CBD and THC balms that I use and I have, right. um, I've been experimenting with those CBD topical patches, mm-hmm. which have been really, um, nice. Cause it's not quite psychoactive in the way that it doesn't cross the blood brain barrier. Okay. I think, um, according to <laughs> the person who told out. me, um, <laughs> but so like, it's not psychoactive in that way, but like it is deeply relaxing. Okay. So like with alcohol, people will sometimes be far more inebriated um, mm-hmm. because of how massage interacts with circulation and, and also, I don't know why, but yeah. people will be like passing out at dinner, like okay. after a couple's, like they'll get a couple's massage for their anniversary. Mm-hmm. They go out, have anniversary dinner, they drink wine and they are just like done. Okay. Um, which, you know, maybe not how you want your evening. Maybe it is. Right. Um, <laughs> with cannabis, I don't know as much about it because right now if people are like, um, using it before their sessions, they're not telling me, which is okay. okay. Um, obviously if I smell you, I smell you, mm-hmm. but that's not really as, I'm like, people have been, not that it's disrespectful to do whatever you think is going to help you relax more. Um, cause it's your house, it's your body, it's right. your space. Mm-hmm. And I am there for you. Mm-hmm. But like people have been, yeah, pretty mindful. Okay. Just wanted to know. Yeah. Okay. If it helps you relax, do it. If it causes you anxiety or if you think that it might cause you anxiety, or if, if you if you think it'll enhance your experiment, I say try it in a low dose. Okay. I know that's probably not the most professional response, <laughs> but it's like, I mean, whatever you need to relax. I mean, you have your own business, so whatever you say is professional. Okay. Like, I you guess make you're the right. Rule. I mean, yeah. <laughs> this is the page show. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just for this hour. <laughs> okay. We have some listener questions. Um, the first one is silly. Is from... One of my best friends. I'm so excited. Um, Amara says, do you offer any classes to teach my man how to give a better at home massage? Oh my gosh. I want to. I literally <laughs> just messaged my friend today who like, 
because I'm, I don't want to say I'm not, okay, at this moment in time, I am not savvy, and I struggle with generating content. If you look at my Instagram, it is painfully apparent. I want to have more things like that because, like, massage, my only complaint about massage literally in the entire industry of it um, is that, like, I wish it was affordable so that people could, I wish it was more affordable so that people could do it at the frequency that right. like we need it like mm -hmm. like once a month is cool it would be ideal if everyone could get a massage every other week is yeah. that possible for most of us regrettably no not responsibly mm -hmm. um so like at-home care is important um and that's something that I really want to because I need someone to record things for me and edit it because I don't want to do it and have it look uh janky like <laughs> what if I did it but um but yeah I want to do some for at least like a foot massage because like mm -hmm. that's there's no real vital structures there that like you're gonna like I don't want to show people neck massage because like you can mess people up yeah. but a foot massage like you're you're pretty good mm -hmm. like there's there's I mean just don't break their toes don't paw right. them you know <laughs> like just treat them with love mm -hmm. that would be cool though well yeah. I guess any videographers listening or people that know hit me up hit page up so we can get some virtual yeah. classes going I want it with like the tools too because I know most people are like how do you massage all day like my hands would hurt mm -hmm. and it's like yeah they are a muscle like grip strength is important but like okay like I have my specific tools but like honestly for especially for the feet like if you have any sort of like emollient or like oil and like a sharpie not using like the felt tip obviously but like the end of it okay. like the rounded end of a sharpie mm -hmm. as like a self-massage tool for your feet hmm. or your hand it works so you just like kind of you can like yeah like you like press in and then you can sort of like like friction so like okay moving side by side I'm showing Evan I know you can't <laughs> see I know podcasts aren't visual but um you can like friction along the muscle and like okay that way because like we all like that deep pressure of like mm -hmm. someone like sticking a thumb in us right yeah and so, like, I like to use tools for that so that I can keep my thumbs forever. Okay. I wish I would have known that, like, a week ago because I'm I was so getting, like, no, it's fine. I had, like, a weird, I don't, I was Googling, like, carpal tunnel. I was like, what's going on? But I don't know. I mean, when you're on your computer, right, your yeah. hands are kind of, like, a claw. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I had, like, a really weird, like, strain, like, from here to, like, right here in the middle of my palm. And I'll I was get like, you before we leave. Okay. I was like, I have very, I, yeah, hands I feel very passionately about. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, hand and wrist, like, when are you not using them? I know. And then I was like, well, maybe I need, like, a mouse for my laptop, which I did end up ordering. I'm still waiting on it. But I was like, wow, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, because you can't just not use your dominant right. hand and also function. Yeah, and then I think phones are just too big now. Yes. Oh, my god, My hands are not that big. Do you have a pop socket? No. Listen. I had one. Okay. And then it fell off. I know. Because I don't, I was like, I didn't want one for a long time. And then I was getting I this cramp corny. in my hand. Yeah, <laughs> I hate how they look. Sorry if you love them or if you're the creator of yeah. Pop Socket. There goes your scholarship they opportunity. They so ugly. I was like, I'll never do that. And then I got one and I was like. Oh. It's a game changer. Yeah, I was like, I see. Because <laughs> like what you'll see, even with, because like I just got one. Like mm -hmm. you ever look at your pinky? Yeah. You ever see how it deviates mm -hmm. from the first joint? Yeah. That's from using it as a shelf for your phone mm -hmm. straight up. Like, look at your no, dominant hand that. compared to your not one. Okay. Look at, like, the little divot in your pinky. Like, extend it out like you're making a shadow puppet dog. Okay, what's wrong with these two? With those ones? Okay, y'all, my middle, my index and middle finger are not touching my ring and pinky. Wait. Okay. Well, I'm like, I'm making an effort now. Down. I know. You're like, I'm too aware. Are my hands okay? 
Oh, I'm broke. No, <laughs> not at all. I'm broke. There's things we can do. Yeah, they need to, Um, like the iPhone 4 was like the perfect size. Yeah, like it doesn't need to be as wide it as your head. It doesn't need to be this big. Like think about the people with small hands, please. Seriously. It's too much pressure. We can't all palm a basketball, exactly. unfortunately. I try every day. <laughs> um, so Mrs. Waston from Instagram, she has kind of like a three-part question. Okay. So, And I think kind of you touched on some of these, but I'll still read it in full. So all she right, says, I have chronic neck pain. How do you know? Well, yeah, we kind of talked about that. How do you know how to target the areas that are causing me the most discomfort? How can I address that pain at home if I'm not someone who massages regularly? And how do you know when you need more than a massage? So when should you start considering like acupuncture or like physical therapy? Mm. Um, like where to start? Um, <laughs> how I can ascertain which muscles to work on is through um, like assessment and range of motion. Mm -hmm. So like certain muscles are responsible for your ability to turn your head in different directions. And so knowing which must like to turn your head to the left there's obviously multiple muscles at work mm -hmm. and what's really interesting is especially with the neck which is like that was my first love mm -hmm. um is that some of them like work oppositely like so some of them like on the left side those left muscles tighten and that brings the chin to the left some of them because of where they insert and attach oh my god Paige, get a grip okay <laughs> basically Depending on where you have the most limitation, I can like narrow it down like a game of Clue okay. to see which muscle is involved. And then that goes into palpating. So like you can like you can feel the tension, right? Like mm -hmm. every like you can feel where like those tight bands are, especially in the neck where you're like, oh, wow, that feels like a piano wire. Mm -hmm. um, so like between palpation and then assessment of like having you look different directions or even just like having you do it actively or me moving your head for you. Okay. Um, and the passive movement goes into like when you may need more than a massage. Um, because basically if you have pain with like an active movement, we can be pretty positive. That's muscle mm -hmm. because that's like the pain is generated from the contraction of the muscle shortening. Okay. But like, so like if you move something and it hurts, probably muscle could also still be connective tissue. If you're not actively using your muscle, like say you have shoulder pain, mm -hmm. say you can't lift your arm above your head. If you can lift your arm above your head when I move your arm for you, it's probably not a muscle issue. Oh, it probably is a muscle issue. Excuse okay. me. Um, because you're not engaging that tissue and you're not feeling pain okay. because it's not acting mm -hmm. because I'm doing that like load of movement for you. Okay. If... It is painful with that still. It's probably, um, or it could be a connective tissue or as they say, an inert tissue, like a mm -hmm. tissue that doesn't generate motion. Okay. Because it's even without load or muscle acting on it, it's still experiencing pain. Mm -hmm. It can also be, especially with the shoulder, like bone on bone restriction, like um, just like the way it moves in the joint. Mm -hmm. Um. So there's a lot of things that it can be, but that's why it's so fun. Yeah. I am so sorry. Will you remind me of the other two elements of the question? Oh, no. She says, uh, well, you just answered that one. Like, when do you know when you need more than a massage, like yeah. acupuncture or physical therapy? And then do, 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 do how, well, you answer that one too. 
How do you know how to target the areas that are causing her the most discomfort? Oh, how can she address the pain at home if she doesn't massage regularly? I can't remember if she says she's never gotten one before or if she just doesn't do it very often. Hmm. Well, either way, honestly, there are so many really incredible YouTube stretches. Mm -hmm. Like there are, and like they have stretch routines for literally whatever duration of time you're comfortable with. Like, so say you don't have faith in stretching or maybe it's like the pain is so excruciating or like the tension is so much so that like you can't imagine working with it for like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some really, really great resources. The one person that I will shout out in particular is Kit Laughlin. He is, I will not go into his entire career to spare you guys. If that's <laughs> not your interest, like I understand that he may not like light up the bells for you in the way that he does for me. However, his stretches, um, or like the best I've ever found. Um, mm-hmm. His name is spelled K-I-T space L-A-U-G-H-L-I-N. And he is the man. His next stretches are game changers. Okay. Um, so like I would recommend YouTube. However, if it's a... I need to stop punching this microphone. That was only the second time. And the other time was like so long ago. Right? So it's fine. Learning, <laughs> adapting. Um, and uh, the only thing is like if your pain is super severe or like mm-hmm. say like you... like. Sometimes people say I can't turn my neck and it's like, okay, you can. It's just a little bit it limited. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes people really like do not have the range of motion. If it's like a severe thing, like I would definitely go get it looked out just because like, especially in the neck, like, especially with the way people's necks are adapting mm-hmm. to like screen time and everything else. It's, there's a lot of possibility of like nerve entrapment mm-hmm. of disc issues, like the neck is a tender place. Yeah. So just, I would like, I would be, if you have any concern or like, or a sensation that like maybe something may be more serious, mm-hmm. I would definitely advise you to get it looked at. Okay. Cause that's what outside of my scope, even to be able to like, um, like obviously I can't diagnose anything. I'm not a doctor, mm-hmm. but like things outside of soft tissue are not in my realm. Like okay. I can't speak to them. Okay. All right, Sarah, you might have to go get that checked out. Get it peeped at. Just so you know. Just so you know. Just so you know. Um, Ari- you only get one neck. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, Ari XD from Instagram says, how should I prepare my space for you to come over? I love that question. Um, the Okay, so there's like, all I need from you is a 5 by 10 space. That's literally all I need. Just so I have enough room to set up the table and then also work around it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause depending on what kind of session, sometimes I move you around a little bit, mm-hmm. nothing crazy. Um, but also like whatever you can do to like set the setting is so helpful. Like, because like a massage is an investment, both of your time, energy and like money, obviously. So like, are you going to be stressed out if it doesn't look tidy? Like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I literally like you could have laundry piled up to the ceiling (laughs) and that does not offend me like I have a five-year-old and two dogs (laughs) I am familiar with mess okay and I'm not offended um but like like say you have a pesky dog Mm -hmm. maybe put him away or like if it's a dog that like is going to bark maybe like know that or like have something in place um like I bring my diffuser because like aromatherapy Mm -hmm. and essential oils and well, just scent, scent in general is like one of the quickest ways to access like the central nervous system and like calm things down. So like scent is really important. Um, like it's really helpful 
it seems like a no-brainer, but like shower, showering is great. doesn't have mm-hmm. to be immediately before I get there, but like that day is yeah. preferable. <laughs> don't be in there stinking. Yeah, because <laughs> like you're not going to relax if you don't trust that you have your hygiene correct. Right. You also cannot relax if your client is not fresh. No. <laughs> I've only had one experience where, because like you, there are people that will like terminate a session, but I'm like, that's, I can't imagine telling someone like, I'm so sorry, you're so musty that I can't like I, I cannot I cannot touch you but like there's only one time it's been close oh I'm sorry it's okay Good. it was like I was like man <laughs> pandemic hitting you kind of hard huh it was before fortunately they was oh. someone and they worked in a morgue so it was like oh. I was like I know that it's like a lot of like chemical things like your skin is probably around but like I wish you had warned me if you work in a morgue I'm still open to you just like maybe Maybe don't come straight from the sauna without a shower. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Don't hurt me like that. Oh, I know. Shout out to you because I think I would have been like, I'm sick. I can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. It was, yeah, it was not my favorite. No. I wish that it was after the pandemic because then I would have had a mask on right. to shield me. Oh, um, Kelly Lindell. I have two more listener sure. questions. Um, Kelly Lindell from Instagram. Um, she wants to know about like cupping for chronic pain related to an autoimmune disease. Is it good for that? Or, like, I guess should certain people do cupping and certain people shouldn't? Like, is there are there any type of, like, restrictions? I know that was a challenging one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the only thing, if you, cupping isn't advised for people that are on, like, like high blood, like, blood thinners, mm-hmm. just because, like, like, the capillaries are going to break and, like, that. It's just like a sensitive thing that you don't really want to be doing. Okay. Um, as for autoimmune conditions, I can't exactly speak to that just because like there's so much variety. Like, because like fibromyalgia yeah. is of a, a f- like an autoimmune condition okay. technically, and like cupping is great for fibromyalgia, um, because of like the way it works with like those myofascial trigger points or like muscle knots in mm-hmm. the body and how they can help like soften that area before I work in it or like, um, like because like with. I don't need to make this a lecture on fibromyalgia. <laughs> Anyways, so depending on um, the autoimmune disease, I think it would be really, I think it would be really like helpful to know. Yeah. Okay. Um, I hope that doesn't feel like a cop out. No, I, I was just, just say, Kelly, if you're listening, if you're comfortable DMing Paige, you should do that. Because I don't yeah. want to be like, what is it? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Kelly, air it out. <laughs> I don't want to get all in her business. Yeah. So I'll say if she's comfortable, like telling me that yeah. she can. Absolutely. Okay. Sorry, girl. Sorry, uh, Kelly. <laughs> Christy Q from Instagram says, how far do you travel? Um, she had a question about safety precautions, but you already talked about all of those. So wow. how far do you travel? Um. I kind of go all over like um like I do a lot in like Metro Detroit obviously mm-hmm. um but when I first graduated from massage school I actually worked in Ann Arbor and like do I still have a lot of Ann Arbor clients like in quantity no am I in Ann Arbor twice a week because my two clients that I see every week are in Ann Arbor <laughs> yes so um and I was just speaking with someone who was really lovely um earlier today because there is like a little bit of a travel fee um like if it's outside the Metro Detroit area, but okay. I try and keep it reasonable. Like again, massage is expensive enough. Mm-hmm. And I like have, um, Oh, I forgot to say that too. I don't see, I don't go to more than three locations in a day just okay. as a disclosure. Oh, yeah. Cause I know that like nobody wants to be the fifth house, mm-hmm. right? Like no one wants to be the, even though I clean and sanitize everything yeah. and change my shirt. Um, and all of that, like I'm not, 
like working sun up to sunrise, right. doing anything crazy. Um, so like back to this question, um, if I'm already going to be in that area, like I have some clients in Ipsy too, like I, I will waive that fee because mm-hmm. like I'm already going to be on right. that way. That's true. So I know that isn't like a firm answer. I was like, it's, I try not to drive more than 45 minutes just because nobody wants to drive more than yeah. 45 minutes. Like, I'm not trying to be sassy. Yes. I will do it for you and I love you. <laughs> However, <laughs> that's why you got to start packing snacks in the car. Oh my gosh. Yes. yes. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thanks for those listener questions. Thank you guys. Um, I have a few more before we're done. Um, why do you think we should prioritize relaxation and self-care, especially right now? I know that's an obvious quite, I mean, answer, but why do you think that? It weathers the body. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need to tell you that it's exhausting to be stressed all the time, but, like, it really does. It wears on your immune system. Like, if you're not sleeping, if you're not resting like you're not healing and so often we're in this like constant state of like not necessarily fight or flight but like one thing that I'm focusing more of my attention on is breath Mm -hmm. Um, because there's like a very big connection between like breath and anxiety like did you know that to combat depression you can sing for 15 minutes a day oh I didn't know (laughs) it's real because and the reason that is is because like when you're singing you're breathing more deeply like you're Mm -hmm. doing that deep diaphragmatic breath like the belly breaths rather than just I don't like because if you aren't doing that breath you sort of forget about it and then we do that shallow nasal breathing Mm -hmm. which is also from your scalene and like neck muscles, like they take over for your diaphragm that's not working, which is again more neck pain, which we don't want. Okay. Um, oh my God, my breath tantrum. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're fine. Will You're you remind me the cue. Um, you were talking about how you can battle depression by singing for 15 oh minutes because you're breathing better. Yes. <laughs> and why it's important. And why it's important to breathe. Yeah. Because always if be you doing take, that. If you take those short nasally breaths, It'll hurt your neck. It will. And basically everything is connected and you yeah. can cause pain everywhere. You don't want it. I got it. Um, I'll be listening. And like <laughs> in, in prioritizing self-care, like it's like investing in the bank of you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's a lot easier to do what you have to do um, when you're not in a place of like pain or fatigue. And then also I think it's really important because my experience with self-care is it teaches you how to like better advocate for yourself Mm -hmm. and also honor yourself like self-care isn't just like put on a face mask and like go shopping like it's having better boundaries which and again I don't know if I know that not all women struggle with this but like I know a lot of women self-included hi that have a very hard time with boundaries (laughs) yeah yeah like we feel like we need to be accessible to people all of the time especially Mm -hmm. with social media especially with like having these devices that are constantly like so-and-so demands something of you, whether it's your attention yeah. and interaction and engagement and they're all really lovely, but like we have to like be with ourselves and carve out that space because mm-hmm. it's important to just decompression is really important. Yeah. Agreed. I set a boundary today. I was proud of myself. Hell yeah. <laughs> it is not hard. It's like a victory every time. Why am I forgetting what it was though? It literally was like a couple hours ago. Oh, well, I'm taking time off in two weeks, but oh, I yes. picked up a freelance gig and I was like, just to let you know, I'm not going to be on the call <laughs> on this day. And I was like, you go, girl. Because last time I took a week off, I feel like I was still working. Still working. Yeah. But this time I'm like, I'm not going to do that at all. Like, this is literally time off. And that's yes. 
People don't deserve access to you every minute of every day. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely something I struggle with. Especially with all of the, like, I feel like those lines were already really blurry, but Mm -hmm. like with all of the work from home, because it's like your like office hours are just like conscious hours, Mm -hmm. I feel like. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So just, yeah, set those boundaries. Take Mm -hmm. care of yourself. Your time is important. Yeah. Other people can wait. They can. They'll be all right. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. What does it mean for you to be a damsel in Detroit? What does it mean for me to be a damsel in Detroit? I love this question. Um, What it means to me is to, like, represent myself and also, like, femininity. Like, when I think damsel, like, I think, like, not necessarily a one-woman empire Mm because I think that we're built by, like, by our groups of our peers or, like, honestly, like, all of our experiences but it also means to like to be a beacon of like authenticity to be who it is that you are Mm -hmm. um so like for me it's to like like to tell you that I think that like edibles are cool or like to tell (laughs) like to be not who you think everyone wants you to be to like but to be who you are Mm -hmm. which I think is really hard and really brave and really special yeah and so like when we get to see it like I think that's why people relate to you and the content that you post like I can't tell you how many people have responded um to the giveaway and been like I found out about you through Evan I love her like without (laughs) even any prompting it's found out about you through damsel and that they love you and it's because you're a real person thank you um thank you (laughs) like thank you like it you establish that space for other people to be who they are when you can be who you are yeah and that's what I feel like being a damsel in Detroit is about I also think Detroit has a really unique energy where like I feel like Detroit is really supportive like Mm -hmm. I haven't lived in many other places, so I can't attest to them. But, like, I feel like people in Detroit come through for the people that they know in their ventures. Like, yeah. like you go to your friend's restaurant. You go to their pop-up. Mm-hmm. Like, you share their stuff. And I think that that's really cool. And that's what I really love about being in the city. And it's been really fun to drive around and, like, to get more familiar. Mm-hmm. Love that answer. Um, and lastly... Where can people connect with you on social and on the web? So, oh, and where can they book? Oh, yeah. Um, I do the majority of my booking through my website, uh, com. I was like, is it at Squarespace? It's not. <laughs> no. Um, don't <laughs> listen to me. Um, but, yeah, it's P-A-I-G-E-C-U-R-R-I-E-R-L-M-T.com. Um, and that's also my handle on Instagram. I don't have a Facebook um, Nobody should have one it's anymore. It's toxic. It hurts. <laughs> I can't. It's 2020. Anytime I have to post on Facebook for work, I just want to scream because why are y'all, what are y'all doing on here? It's a like strange place. It's so strange. And I feel like the people that like do engage with you on Facebook, are, I'm so sorry if you're someone who engages on Facebook. I'm, I'm not sorry. sorry. Like, y'all need to get off. <laughs> I love you. Y'all I'm need like, to get off there. They need to stop. Yeah, like I feel like the interaction you get on Facebook is never the stuff you actually want. No. Yeah, never. it's never good. You're never like, I'm so glad they commented, no. you know? I so. always want to show you what you looked like when you were 17. It hurts. And family members that you don't want to talk to are just like, how you doing? Like, here's your conservative uncle's opinion. You're like, help me. Or like their memes. One time my dad, like my dad, I love my dad. I do not. I can't see my dad's content on Facebook because it hurts. (laughs) Yeah. But like one time he literally shared a meme that was like, like, most of you will be too afraid to share this picture of Jesus, but it was actually Obi-Wan Kenobi. All right. (laughs) And that's the Facebook stuff that like, 
I just feel like Facebook, Facebook, Facebook is just fake news. Like that's like all <laughs> it is for. So I don't, I don't operate there. So just my, my website and then Instagram. Also my email, you can email me. I do booking through my website, which is hosted through Acuity. If you're a small business person or do booking of any kind, 10 out of 10 would recommend Acuity. <laughs> it's exceptional. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. You did great on your first podcast ever. Oh my gosh. I had an incredible guide. Yay. That was me, y'all. That was you. <laughs> well, everyone, thanks so much for listening. Um, as always, I want you to remember that Detroit girls do it better. And we'll be back next week. Yes. Thank Bye. you.